Hey guys, Matthew here. So for this episode, we did something really special. We recorded video for the first time and we actually uploaded it to YouTube. The link will be in the description. So for those of you that would love to see our faces, you can head on over to YouTube and subscribe to our channel. Otherwise, let's get into the episode. Hi guys, my name is Theon Sims and welcome to The Limitless Podcast. Joining us as always is your co-host, Dr. Matthew Preston. Hail up the people there, Matthew. Hey guys, what's up? Spectacular, spectacular. Oh, this is the New Year's episode. Happy New Year, everyone. Um, we're actually recording this earlier on. So for the New Year, we did something a bit different, a little special. So normally in our show notes, we always say we're not licensed financial advisors because we're not, right? And the content of all our episodes of this podcast, they're solely the opinions of us, like the hosts and our, and our guests. But on our show today, we have the number one licensed financial advisor in Jamaica, Mr. Danai Hall. Hey, look, the people what, in Danai. What, what an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but it's straight facts still. So, you know, I mean, I'd love somebody to like, you know, prove us wrong. But, you know, it's all I've heard from your clients. It's, it's everywhere. It's on Twitter everywhere. So, yeah. Welcome to the show. Danai? Oh, uh, Danai, I actually can't hear you. Oh, no, it chipped out. Chipped out again? Yeah. I don't know if you pressed the mute button. I don't know. Bro, this is worse. <laughs> <laughs> How did you press it again? <laughs> did it see me touch anything? The mic, no. it's, so it's, a, it's, it's a happy it's, touch. It doesn't have oh, button. Oh, no. If you just glance it, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My guy says, what an introduction and then silence. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah um but yeah that's that's yeah so that's no, really no, what the streets that, are that, saying that, that need no introduction in right <laughs> needs no introduction man um so what's going on then i hope you've been well, always will always will yeah. boy quite a quite a quite a year ahead behind us quite a year ahead of us so that is very true what is to come. Mm. also excited as well as well so what um preston i know we had some questions for Danai. i don't know if you want to Start off the questions. Actually, since I gave you such a uh, <laughs> an elaborate um, introduction, and we talked about like financial advisor, how when did you actually become a financial advisor? And, and talk to us about like that process. Well, last year, mm. wow, it feels like more than that sometimes, and sometimes less. More often, it feels like more. Well, yeah, last mm. year, May, I got the license in around April. Started up, started advising in May. So yeah, that process quite a quite a government process. You know how that goes. You're in there for quite a while, a lot of mm-hmm. background checks and all of that. FSC. So quite a bit was there. And but took a while. I was at Mayberry at the time, working not not doing the same thing I'm doing now. I was working mm-hmm. for the house and decided that yo, finally time. I've uh, done enough with where I am, what I want to do. So I just jumped into this, applied through the FSC, and they said, go ahead. Nice. So the the I know some people are also financial advisors, but under the brokerage house. Mm-hmm. But you're 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 different. You you're an independent financial yeah. advisor. That's what it's called. Yeah, independent investment advisor. So the uh, financial advisor, wealth advisor, and the typical investment advisor. You know, they're not really doing what I do. They're more non-biased. Huh? Oh yes. Non-biased. <laughs> 
that's that's very that's always important you know mm-hmm. <laughs> yes I agree. no ties to the host so uh, nobody holding my talk right so yeah <laughs> okay. um, typically they're tied to the host only give advice through the host xyz and the host say what they say is what the host is so for me pretty separate by myself i am the i am the host in this case Mm. I actually don't know any other independent financial uh, investment advisor. Actually, it's a very smallest five. Yeah, hours. and I hear you're like the you're the youngest one. Yep. Wow. Congrats, I, man! I, that, I hold it on to that youngest thing as long as I can. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I can't do much youngest anymore. So, <laughs> so I leave this one for a while. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. So so tell us, how did you start your investment journey? investment journey wow so Mm -hmm. i was in i started knowing about investing a bit before i started investing i was in university doing an axi degree so heavy math a good amount of investment and insurance in there and i didn't know anything about it it was just the math at that point my teacher big up kim boswell she we're having a class and we're talking about stocks and she said she bought a stock at one dollar and then a couple months down the line she sold it for two in my head, I'm like, what the point of that? Like, you make one dollar, and then she's like, no, I bought about fifty thousand or so worth of the stock, and then she sold it at two. And I, I'm looking around the whole class. In my head, I'm like, wait, this woman just said she make fifty thousand dollars just a couple months, and we're mm-hmm. hearing like my my main concern is lunch money and saving to buy a phone. And I'm, <laughs> I'm looking around like it was it was allowing nobody else in the class. Like, nobody else in the class seemed to care. So I link her afterwards. She say, oh, get set up, whatever. That never happened. A friend of mine, he got a scholarship and he was a doctor. He's a doctor. He was in med school, got a scholarship, and some of the money was left over, around 400 grand. And he started investing that money on the market. And he was buying last year, whatever, and telling about the moves he's making and telling me he's making some money. And my mind was being blown. And still, I somehow decided to not invest and continue saving to buy that phone that I don't have right now. <laughs> right? So, it was in my Wait, mind at that, that point. Huh? Which friend uh, was it? Which friend? Dr. Chadwick, Chadwick Clark. Uh-huh. <laughs> we were <laughs> so on our previous episode, we actually spoke about this with Shanice, mm-hmm. but she never wanted to name. <laughs> okay, well, big up Chad. Yeah, yeah he, he invested his scholarship money and did quite a bit with it. Uh, set up himself a, a good start for when he finished school. And nice. he, was tell, he was telling me and Shanice at the time still, you guys need to start investing. This thing really works out, whatever. At the time, you're saving your lunch money. You want to go party. You want to buy a mm-hmm. phone. I mean, I'm not knocking it. The game is the game then. But if I could have mm-hmm. done it, I'd have done it, I'd have done it. <laughs> done it that way, right? But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never start investing. Now? Oh, yeah, man. Heavy investor does quite a lot. <laughs> so Never slowed on at all. But okay. 2016, started working. And I, my first job was in an investment house. I went to VM. And... I never started investing at the same time. I was mostly just looking around, fighting about this thing. I mean, I was interested from the teacher told me that she made $50,000 in a couple of months. I mean, <laughs> at the time, it was big money to me because, yo, I make my lunch money is all I know, right? So 2016, never start invest at the house. Nobody else, they really invest. Like two guys in the place really invest and talk about investing, start talking to them. We never really have time or day to really sit down and talking to this new guy about what he should be doing on the market, X, Y, Z. But 2017, at the start, at either the end of 2016 or the start of 2017, Chad sent me a link and said, yo, this guy on Twitter, he knows what he, he, I see him call stocks more than one time. Like him talk about a stock 
a good amount of time before it go up or whatever is going to happen for it. And the company ends up doing the thing and they make good money. Like this guy knows what he's talking about. And was Sir RT Rowe, right? So Chad <laughs> sent me that, send me the link to that guy on Twitter and I followed him. But my thought at the time was, all right, cool. This you talk about stocks and I'm going to tell you right stock and I'm going to buy the stock and I'm going to go up and I'm going to sell it. So my whole strategy is based around whatever Randy say. Yeah. <laughs> Some people's like, strategy is still about Randy says. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. but like a week after that, this man start tweet no more free randy i'm not going to start i'm not going to talk about pics anymore i'm not going to talk about stocks like that anymore i'll be vague i'm not going to read it i, I can't be doing this for free people making money off of it and in the end of the day people were he was having a lot of arguments basically you know the stock thing uh you talk yeah. about this whoever vex but then somebody was vexed with him about talking about it out of us. so is that tweet like that? Up? probably let's check let's search for no more free randy but <laughs> you can see where my strategy was crushing because mm-hmm. I just I just find this man. Find the golden goose and he's saying, boy, no more eggs. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get anything because Randy stopped tweeting. So I, I, I was so I started tweeting under his tweets. Like if you tweet about anything, I start asking him. So we stuck a thing where you go up or whatever, whatever. And I think he got annoyed in the, in, in, in eventually because his brothers keep asking him about stocks. I find just saying not going to talk about no stocks. So I think he just he he eventually just sent me a link and said, join this group. He had a group where everybody talks about stocks. We look at whatever stocks are in the market. And there's a big conversation around what's going on in the market, uh, what expectations are, how to plan for whatever stock, whatever. So I joined the group. And so I said, all right. So no more Randy on Twitter, but I got some Randy here. So I can go talk to I can go ask him questions or whatever. It wasn't like that. He said, the, one of the biggest rules in the group was no spoon feeding. Yeah, so nobody's going to get up and tell you what you need to know about the stock. You get asked and you get a bag, it's mostly self answer. So, you ask a question, and you hear Randy say, Tell us, so you have to answer the question yourself. So, that started with me, you know, boy, I have to learn this thing. And but eventually, at February or so, save up enough money from the job. It was an internship at the time, just, just finished internship for the summer and got like a starter job afterwards. So, money was tight. Uh, I was budgeting in a very, 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 very crazy way. But eventually, save up some good money, put on the market, and I did a Randy say. Randy was talking about cable and wireless, and a mm-hmm. play he often makes. Like, he used to bounce out around one, and at certain times, if you time it right, if you know it, you can make some good money from it. And he and some other guys had just done the play. I never understand the play at all. I never know how they make money from cable and wireless, when to buy, when to sell. I just heard them saying, yo, whatever, this cable and wireless thing they do. So I took up my money. I just save up for months and run go buy a cable and wireless. Cable and wireless start fall. Yeah. And I'm there looking at the screen like, yo, wait, 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 all this money. And Randy say, and I got really read what Randy say. Randy was saying, I just did the cable and wireless thing, which means he just sold. How much were you down? Uh, it, it was there was a good down still. I had to really check it back, but it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a happy down. Like 150 or so I buy it and it was going, it was going straight back to one. So a good amount of money was being thrown out. And mm. I was, boy, it was quite Devastated. a hit. It was quite a, list. it was quite a lesson after that, though. It was like, ah, cool. You can't really go do that. This man not going to get up and tell you X, Y, Z, what you need to know about this thing. He's not your advisor. He's just here talking about stocks. He wanted knowledge. I wanted conversation. So jumped into it properly then. I uh, started doing that learning. I think I started asking Randy sensible questions after that point. And... Building up at that point and learning a lot. That was a great year. It ended great despite that initial problem. So can't complain mm. overall. 
Yeah, because I do have a few friends that, well, I have at least two friends I know that have stopped investing because of a bad investment. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they lost money on one investment. And they're just like, yo, this stock thing is just not for me and so on. Mm-hmm. But you said, yo, Mekwe, try this thing again and try okay. this thing again. One of the biggest yeah. lessons really is like the, the only way to fix the problem is to do it again. True. Like the quickest way to make back the money. Like you're here because this thing makes money and you lose money from it. Then, all right, cool. How much money do I need to make back? Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's a thing I remember <laughs> happened to me too. I've lost money on, on trades before and I lost money. What was my worst loss? I can't, I can't remember my worst, like maybe QWI bought that IPO and held that for a long time. Quite um, a lot of people did that. Yeah, you know, and um, but still doing it. So precisely, and look where QWI is now. It still hasn't reached IPO price. But my brethren told me, "Yo, bro, so you're not looking for the next opportunity?" And I'm just like, you know, you're you're very right. Like that's my goal now to always now look for what's the next opportunity. Okay, I lost some money here, but I mean, stocks go up, stocks go down every day. So, mm-hmm. what's the next opportunity? So, yeah, that's a, that's a good way to look at it still. A lot of people, they, they stick around in the bad thing because they don't want the bad thing to be the thing that gives them back their money. Mm-hmm. So, I'm down XYZ on this stock. I'll never sell it. I'll just hope and pray that one day it goes back up. And no, I'm at the whim and mercy of this stock price. If, if it doesn't go up, then I'm balling. The moment it goes back up, then okay, I finally got what I wanted. But that's probably way after you wanted we after the timeline that you wanted that thing so people mm. people are like boy i'm gonna hold it still i'm gonna hold the last i'm afraid to take it i'm gonna take, sit through it so yeah then Especially i just describe the life of a signal shareholder basically wow. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're in the, we're in the waiting phase which one now uh, it's, it's been quite a way the buyback again this year or oh, next 2023 yeah mm. uh, i guess we'll see as we've seen buybacks before, we've seen like JMMB's <laughs> buyback. Uh, we have, uh, that's, that's well, <laughs> well, wasn't there like a support level? Uh, uh, yeah, man, I think we call it fundamentals. Yeah, they, they need to create a, a price floor. This is yeah, the man. true value. Mm-hmm. We're cooling down the price. We're cool. I'll try to. <laughs> <laughs> so they try to warm it up. They try to warm it up. They're like, ah, <laughs> we cool down the price before, so let's try warm it up a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm not seeing the warming. Yeah, I think we're Boy, we're in a full foul when this is done. Because what is JMB actually at now? I remember that check a few weeks ago. It was at like thirty. Yeah, yeah, sniper up much thirty-one. But below that, look at the queue. Look at the buy queue, bro. That little price was what thirty-eight. 30 something mm-hmm. around 38 38, 38 something yeah because 38.75 wow. or something like that yeah i think that's exactly it yeah, 38.75 you could something. send you could send jmmb to 20 26 tomorrow mm-hmm. I, I really wish we had that short thing that everybody uh, that was supposed to get this in 20 2022 mm-hmm. end should be we should, <laughs> any, <laughs> any word of that right that's so scary as a buyback <laughs> <laughs> I'm still um, trying to understand how it will work here, though, because for something like this, right, mm-hmm. you're saying that if I was short in JMB, if I also held JMB shares, I could just send it to 26. Yeah. And then that would like. Well, 
I mean, I guess it would make sense. Yeah, if you short yeah. it right on Mount Denier, I think they, then you probably shorting, you probably deep point is short than the than the actual trade for the shares. Yeah. Mm. What does shorting really? Think? What does shorting really mean, Danai, for for the people that are listening? You're taking a bet on the stock, and the bet you want is that the stock goes down. So if the stock goes down, you make money. Mm. If it doesn't, then you lose money. <laughs> if it goes up, then you lose money. So what you're really doing is saying, all right. I'm going. You're doing the reverse of when you regularly buy a stock. If it goes up, then you make money. You're just taking a bet in the next way. Mm, okay. Mm. The bad mind the stock. Yeah, basically, uh, shorting is the bad man. I love that. Mm. <laughs> I, rem- I remember to help me understand it. There was like this weird thread on Twitter where there's like this girl. She has a sister, mm. and the sister has a really nice pair of sneakers, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the sister doesn't need the pair of sneakers for like, say, a amount of time, like three years or or not, not three years, like three months, six months. She's like, oh, I'm going to wear it for Christmas. It's my Christmas sneakers. Mm-hmm. If it's at $100 right now and she could say, hey, give me this shoe. What I can do is sell it to someone and I can I know that I can buy it back. Mm-hmm. I can. And it's like. I can then sell it at the current price, get the money, and then if it ends up dropping, I can just buy it back at a cheaper price, mm-hmm. and then I'll just give you back a shoe, but I can yep. pocket the money. You, you, you get a $100 sneaker, you sell it at 100 and then you buy it back three months' time for 70 You keep 30 you see those clever sneakers. Mm-hmm. Mm. You, you took the risk on because yeah. it didn't have because to actually happen. Suppose that limited edition Jordans and the price fly. Yeah, that's two hundred dollars. Come back, you see the market. You say, boy, I want to buy these sneakers. One sister needs her sneakers. Mm-hmm. It's two hundred dollars for the sneakers. And you just sell it for bills. So if we go find that hundred dollars, the extra hundred of their pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, to tie what we're saying back, our game of stocks is just looking for the things that would make it either go up or go down. So mm-hmm. in that case. We can look for things that would go make down. people go want down. to sell JMB. So mm-hmm. suppose something bad happens to JMB, like the market is down. Oh no, sell, sell, and you're making mm-hmm. money. That's yeah. crazy. Like yeah. even I mean, if- it's, it's it's always good because that's another line of profit. Like you mm-hmm. you can now profit off of the market going down. <laughs> you guys watch billions? Yes, watch billions. <laughs> oh, yo! <laughs> he bought. <laughs> yeah, dump <laughs> it. <laughs> we'll give this one to the pensions. <laughs> JPS pension. <laughs> yo, hey, the, 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 the joke around that though is really like, that pensions game has been like that for a while. You know, it's it, I think this is probably one of the first times that the public can actually view it as boy something in a way. But you're right. That pension, give it to the pension thing. That happens, you know. Wait, oh, you have boy. to you have to kinda of explain that for everybody listening. Like your pension is probably buying a stock mm-hmm. that's not doing well from somebody that was okay. I mean that person getting out nice profit mm-hmm. and your pension bought it. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it makes sense. Not every time. But that's that's one of them again, one of the pain points if you hear that Randy Cos for 
from ever since around your pension is in stocks. So like even like you looking at lots of people not in the stock market because they're not buying in, they're not buying stocks with their own money. Mm-hmm. But then they forget they have a pension that's in the stock market. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2020, we still hearing the bawling around what the pension funds were doing then and now and how boy some people were told if you have a if you're retiring in the next what three years, it might be best for you to just hold off a little bit because the market is down. Imagine you're 65 ready to retire. Like last year, 2019, you said, cool, next year I'm retired. 2020, you're hearing. Well, the money you invested for the last 40 years not here still, so you kind of got to wait. Yeah, and we, we know some of the stocks the pensions have been buying, like, you know, the behemoth, the NCB. Um, yes, a lot sir. of those, and NCB has not been where it's been pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it's not even the stock market only, because now they, they're taking a beating on the bond market, and that's really where they're invested. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm surprised I don't hear anything about that anymore. Like not them not saying I, I would expect them to say the same thing again this year. True. Or wait a little bit more. I mean, when they're seventy, maybe. Yeah. What are, What are your thoughts on the current market conditions? Because right now everybody's balling, so the market down. Market um, down. People have been, I've been hearing that for the last what, five years. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, it's been a well. No, it can't be five years. The market is always down. The market is always doing whatever. But mm-hmm. if you're not buying into the market, then you're not buying into the down, are you? Precisely. Even when the market down, something went up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. No. What? Yeah, the market, general market condition, the market is changing. The market is always changing. I think we're seeing a lot of big changes this year. And I think, I think next year we're going to see a lot of big changes, especially based on what other things that are going on right now. Mm. The IPO frenzy kind of cooling down. Yeah. The maybe we're doing a bond. <laughs> the, the, maybe we're doing a bond that is going to be tradable. And then on top of that, after that money might come back to the market because the, the bond is so fixed. The margin situation where over the last couple of months, you could hardly get a margin from Mayberry because they lay out all the money. So mm-hmm. like it's good for Mayberry, but if you were trading on margin, which I, I figure a lot of Mayberry in Mayberry clients were, then you know that some people just never have the liquidity, not that have the cash at certain times. But then if this bond goes off the right way, then a lot of that comes back. Mm, I'm actually pretty excited about this this Mayberry bond. Indeed, uh, a I mean, tradable you, bond. What? If you listen to earnings season at all, then you'd hear me around and say, boy, bond the bond thing. But here are my big hypocrites saying, yes, I'm actually excited about this bond. <laughs> well, trust me. Um, I'm, I was actually hoping I'd get paid today because I'm, I'm honestly medicine to go into it. I still I read through part of the prospectus earlier today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still have to read a lot more. But mm-hmm. to me, it's... There are there are points to profit. I don't know what happens when this episode comes out if they would say anything about the bond because I know it's supposed to close sometime next year, like early January. January 6th. January yeah. 6th, yeah. Early, early January. So by the time this comes out, I mean, you know, things may have changed. Maybe some, I don't know if it can get oversubscribed before that. We'll see. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. I mean, a tradable bond is kind of nice still because at those rates, and mm-hmm. I know the highest rate is what, 12%? percent where can you find a bond in jamaica <laughs> for 12 percent right that's insane to me so and and if to me that's a lot and i'm not a bond investor right mm-hmm. imagine the bond investors right mm-hmm. and then it's being appealed to us retail investors mm-hmm. if that yes, is oversubscribed exactly if that is oversubscribed in my opinion right other institutions yeah. and so on are going to want to buy into that bond. Of course. You know what I'm saying? 
you know how our market is. Everybody's what the last guy did if he did it well. Exactly. So I'm, I, I'm already hearing that some houses are looking at it more strongly now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not the first traded tradable bond, but at the end of the day, this is the first one from Maybird. This is the first one that actually seems to be targeting the retail. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think a lot of good things are coming out of this and the bond itself. It, Kind of look like it might do something nice. So yeah. I'm finding. Yeah. Also, just 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 my disclaimer. I know you're a licensed financial advisor, but you don't have to give up <laughs> investment advice for free. Oh, obviously, no. on the show, none <laughs> of what we're saying that. is yeah. None of what we're saying. This is just all speculation. Like you know, none of what we're saying is actual investment advice. Right. Mm-hmm. Just, just, to, just I mean, to put that out there. Day, yes, this is the line I usually walk is hard to actually talk candidly. Sometimes. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. So is it that when you're on J Trader, you know you can just normally go to junior market, main market. When I go to bond market, I would just see MIL ten percent bond, all Indeed. that different. Yep. Uh, if you go in, no, if you go there, you know you see the detail on the CPJ bond uh, that are publicly tradable. Mm-hmm. Say access and CPJ. Yeah. Access well, a- AFS. A- yes, F- you're right. AFS. So yeah, access variable and CPJ. Rate? Yep. But well, then I don't ever see any units in the queue. No trading, none. They don't trade because mm. nobody cares about giving it a market. So that's that's why I'm saying that the interesting part about it is that the retail is getting in. They're bringing so, people who are, who already look at stocks from a trading perspective into the bond market in that way. Yeah, that, that's pretty exciting to me, honestly. Yeah, I imagine it, like I'm looking at the when they first made the junior market. Imagine J Trader was around then. And you probably know what's almost trades going across there. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but this this will be interesting because I already have a market around that kind of thing now. And then now the same platform, electronic platform available, you can actually go into and, and trade. Anybody actually interested in that bond knows exactly where to go. I like that. They're creating a market. I mean, not the first one, right? So Yeah, facts. Not the first <laughs> one at all. They got Mayberry. <laughs>